We are talking sports in Sports Central. Sports Central brought to you by Harry's Seafood Bar and Grill. All right. Talking sports. Your host. And that would be Mr. Ryan Buckley. Thank you, Mr. Eric. Alongside me, Miss Jenna Kidd and Mr. Mark McCollum. How are we doing, guys? Amazing. Oh, try that again. Uh, you guys said at the same time, couldn't hear both of them at the same time. Jenna, how are you doing? Good. Amazing. <laughs> Jenna's doing good. Mark's doing amazing. I'm doing fantastic. Eric, how are you doing, sir? Uh, fair to partly cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Uh, shout out to Harry's. Uh, great seafood. Probably very tough to get in tonight because of the parade. Yeah. Uh, it's in quite the location. It was tough to get here tonight, Eric. We were running pretty close with the traffic around downtown Lakeland. Yeah, the traffic always gets bad with the, with the parade. So if you're getting here, you uh, probably will want to get here now and get a good spot. Yeah, if you're hearing, yeah, this, heard. if you're hearing this, you're already late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah there are chairs lined up all up yeah. and down uh, downtown. Yeah, and right it's good. Now. Well, remember, it didn't happen last year. So it's nice. It's going to get um, been a two-year hiatus for the parade, so it'll be a lot of fun. Um, all right, guys. Well, speaking of a lot of fun, a lot of fun this past weekend in college football and this weekend coming up in college football, a lot of fun, a lot of movement. Too a lot of fun, on the, maybe uh, not for Jenna. Oh, yeah, we don't. We weren't going to bring that up. Mark, but why would? Well, let's just rip I'm it like sorry. a band-aid. I should just leave right now. Let's rip it like a Band-Aid. Uh, number five, Michigan against Ohio State. Game of the week uh, going into the weekend, Jenna, not mm-hmm. for you. 42-27, Ohio State. Loses out, really hurting their chances at the college football playoff. Um, now, with that loss, oh, and before we go on to the standings, Auburn almost causing another big, big. I upset did not see that one coming. Oh, Alabama. I wish it happened. Uh, yeah, I kept checking I on the because Alabama lost. That completely changes yeah. like the, out, the that look. Everything would have been shaken yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. A four overtime game. They lose twenty four to twenty two. Uh, the other implication in that one is Alabama playing Georgia this upcoming weekend. One would imagine the way Alabama played against Auburn, the Georgia game is going to be a very, very tough game for Alabama. Yes, very. What are the other uh, big games coming up this uh, conference championship weekend, guys? Yeah, so Baylor battles number seven. I think they're actually number five, Oklahoma State. uh, Oklahoma State number five in the college football playoff. So if they win that game and then maybe uh, someone above them loses, Oklahoma State could be in the the Final Four. Um, In the Pac-12, number 11, Oregon faces number 19, Utah. And as you mentioned, Georgia, Alabama play for the SEC title. Uh, another big game, Cincinnati. They're currently number four. Uh, they play number 24, Houston, for the AAC championship. And then in the Big Ten, uh, Michigan plays Iowa for that title. And then uh, in the ACC, Pittsburgh faces uh, Wake Forest. Yeah, so you know, one would think heading into championship weekend, that would be pretty much the talk this week. That would be the, the pretty big talking points. Oh, were we wrong? The big talking points this week has been the absolute movement of coaches like around the Monopoly board. Jenna, (laughs) what happened this week on a coaching side? So former Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley is now headed to coach um, at USC. Jenna, before you move on to the next one, and sorry for interrupting you, Mm -hmm. before you move on to the next one, talk about that contract. We talked about it a little bit briefly. Why, if you're Lincoln Riley, what is the benefit of going to USC other than potentially better weather? Um, What's the benefits that are included in that contract? So it's what a hundred million over, like so yep. it'd be twelve million a year. Mm-hmm. Um, they bought his house in both of his houses in Oklahoma for yep. five hundred thousand dollars over the asking price. So yep. that would be a one million dollar bonus. That's correct. Oh yeah. Um, and then they also have private access to the um, jet twenty four seven, the private jet over at mm-hmm. USC. His and family. they're buying his uh, six million dollar home oh, in yes, L A. Yes, yes. So quite a contract that he mm-hmm. got written yeah, that's up. Insane. Pretty incredible. 
Um, you know, remember earlier in the year, LSU uh, Coach O, this would be his last season. So who's mm-hmm. replacing Coach O? So um, Brian Kelly, the former Notre Dame head coach, will be replacing Ed Orgeron at LSU for the next uh, couple years. So Awesome. And then the one that we uh, probably are most excited about here down in the state of Florida is the vacant Florida Gators head coaching position. So who will be taking that over? So Florida hired Louisiana um, Billy Napier. Um, and he will take over for Dan Mullen. Excellent. Remember, he was with the Raging Cajuns and now mm-hmm. going to the Gators. So it'll be interesting to see from a recruiting side how that's all going to pan out. Yeah, over the, yeah kind of an up-and-coming coach. Um, highly regarded as far as everyone else is. Eric, what are, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on the hire? I didn't know I was losing my job. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all set. You're all safe. All set. I know Eric put through his name in the hat for the Florida yeah. Gators head coaching yeah. job. Maybe an assistant Next time. Uh, job you'll be able to land. They turned me down! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Eric, if college football doesn't work out, maybe high school football will work out. And we did have more high school football this past weekend as well. Mark, tell us about Lake Gibson and Lakeland Christian. Yeah, Lake Gibson and Lakeland Christian both won on Friday night to advance in the playoffs. Um, two very different fashions. Lake Gibson, they dominated Melbourne 48-15 to head to the uh, state semifinal, while Lakeland Christian... At one point, they trailed 21-3 to before rallying to win 24-21 over Benjamin. Wow. Uh, for Lake Gibson, Jalen Glover came up big with 248 rushing guards and three touchdowns. Uh, this is a fun little, little note. He passed Chris Rainey in the Polk County all-time rushing list and went over 6,000 yards for his career. Uh, the Braves, at 9-3 and on the season, will play at Tampa Bay Tech in the state semifinals on Friday. And then for Lakeland Christian, uh, they capped off their 21-point comeback with a 72-yard punt return touchdown from Braylon Smith late in the fourth quarter to help the LCS Vikings to their first state semifinal game in three seasons. Um, even more interesting, the Vikings, they used their third-string third quarterback, Blake Tyson. I think he's a wide receiver and a middle linebacker. Mm. Um, he played quarterback uh, in the second half due to injury. Um, and then for the semifinal matchup, they take on Berkeley Prep in a battle of the unbeatens um, this Friday night. Hmm. I wonder so, if Blake will have that starter if everyone's kind of what's going to happen there. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. We'll have to see. No. We'll have to see. Well, good stuff there, Mark, on that. Um, con- uh, good luck to both of those teams, obviously, as they continue their quest for a championship. Um, as we mentioned <clears throat> on almost every radio show, we do put an emphasis on football, but there are so many talented high school athletes in Polk County. No shortage of athletes and teams that we can cover so we try to shift up the focus every week uh, thanks to our partners over at the ledger and roy over there on doing a great job of covering all the high school sports within the county let's look at high school basketball this week good to have basketball back in the swing college basketball a lot of upsets we'll probably get to that at some point number one team is not safe right now in college basketball they're just losing every time no but in high school basketball jenna talk to us about some of the action that took place over the last week so over the last week, like you said, Auburndale beat Okoe 50-49 to to improve to 2-0 on the season. Nehemiah Turner uh, led the scorers with 19 points and 5 rebounds for the Bloodhounds. Next over to late, uh, sorry, Victory Christian, they lost in a close 79-71 game over um, Orlando Jones. Lorenzo Kaysen scored a career-high of 29 points and grabbed 10 rebounds and nearly had a triple-double with 9 assists for the Storm. Winterhaven picked up its first win of the season against Vero Beach, winning 63-36. to Dylan James scored 17 points, while teammate Isaac Salazar led um, all scores with 18 points. And then on the girls' side, Lakeland Christian beat North Tampa Christian 49-43 to to improve to 5-1 and on the season. Freshman Ava Anderson scored 19 points, 12 in the, fir- in the final quarter to help the Vikings earn that win. 
Excellent stuff. Thank you, Jennifer, for covering all that. A lot of uh, great victories, great results for the high school teams as they begin their early quest into the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of basketball, when we come back to our second segment for basketball, we are going to talk about a big announcement that took place just this past week over at Florida Southern College. And some of the staff was able to go out there yeah. and hear more about it. So we'll have a big announcement and a little clip for you guys to hear about the impact of college basketball in Polk County. Don't go anywhere. Stick right here on Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7. Talk Radio 96.7. Back to Sports Central right here, and it's brought to you by Lake Myrtle Dental. Talking sports with us this afternoon is Ryan, Mark, and Jenna. Thank you, thank you, Eric. Welcome back to Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7. Shout out to Lake Myrtle Dental. It was really cool to um, tour the building when they Mm -hmm. opened up. It's right down the office. A quick walk from our office over in Auburndale down uh, Berkeley Road. A lot of fun to go check out. Walk down Berkeley Road, but yeah, I mean you could walk. Quick walk in terms of distance. (laughs) Yep. Um, I'm actually going to Cabana Club tomorrow. That's an even quicker walk. That's Mm. literally right next door. It's a hop, skip, and a jump. (laughs) That's that's it. well, trying to segue, hop, skip, and a jump to this next one. I mean, Let's just hop over this college basketball. <laughs> okay, okay, that'll work. Does that work? Yeah, that's fine. We'll make it work. You want to start over? No, no, no. We're good. <laughs> We're live. We can't start over, right, Eric? Are we are live, right? Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, fortunately for you, Eric, we have a clip that you may have not heard before. It is with the small college basketball press conference. Just to provide some background here. Oh, I've never been able to say this. My alma mater, Florida Southern College. There you Usually go. I'm saying like your alma mater, yeah. Southeastern, Jenna, your alma mater, Weber. My alma mater, Florida Southern College, a D2 program with basketball. We're able to successfully recruit in with the help of Poe County Tourism and Sports Marketing and the great team that we have in our office, uh, the small college basketball tip-off classic to Florida Southern College for next year. And then I think two years next after three as well, three next three seasons, years, yeah. I believe. Yep. Um, so that'll be November 2022. So you don't have to, you know, set up now. There's plenty of time before the event comes to town. The press conference last week, though, shed some light on the impact of this tournament, the impact of Division II basketball, and bringing it to Florida Southern College. So we have a quick clip for you right here so you can get to learn just a little bit more about the small college basketball tip-off classic. And now on to the, the big announcement today, and obviously the reason we're here at Florida Southern College and in Lakeland, Florida, is to announce that we will be moving uh, the event right here to Jenkins Fieldhouse on the campus of Florida Southern College. Uh, additionally, we will expand. Our event started with six teams in the Hall of Fame Classic in Evansville from 2017 until this past year. We've gone to eight teams, and we will now expand to 10 teams in the Hall of Fame Tip-Off Classic in, uh, in 2022. The agreement will be in 2022, 23, N24 to be right here in Lakeland, Florida. Obviously, I'd like to thank Drew Howard for helping to make this happen. But very importantly, uh, we we have the folks here from the Polk County Sports Tourism and Marketing that have helped make this a reality. And we are very grateful to Neil Duncan and the whole team uh, with the Polk County Sports Tourism Group for helping to bring us here. Uh, Between Florida Southern and Polk County, we've had many discussions in the last number of months. In the last number of weeks, we've moved rather quickly. Uh, We will announce after Drew speaks, uh, we're very pleased that not only will we be coming here, it'll be a three-year agreement, we'll expand the field, but we've already confirmed the teams, we already have contracts, so at the end of today's press conference, we will announce the teams, then the matchups for all the games 
uh, next November right here in Jenkins Fieldhouse. Uh, let's start. I think it's pretty uh, pretty obvious that Florida Southern will be, as the host, will be in the event each year in 2022, 23, and 24. But let's start with Saturday, November 5th. The games will begin at 11 a.m. here Eastern Time. The Hillsdale versus Dallas Baptist in game one. The second game starting at 1.15 on Saturday, November 5th, 2022. From the Sunshine State Conference, Nova Southeastern against Alabama Huntsville. 3.30 game on that Saturday, November 5th, Minnesota State Moorhead versus Valdosta State. In the 5.45 game, you have the uh, Florida Southern Mocs against Flagler, also here from Florida, preseason number two in the country this year. And the 8 o'clock game will be Queens, currently uh, undefeated, one of the better teams in the country year in and year out under Coach Bart Lundy. will be playing the number one ranked team in the country at the moment. It's won three of the last four national championships with Northwest Missouri State the Bearcats. On Sunday, November 6th, obviously the same teams. The matchups, 11 o'clock game, Minnesota State Moorhead versus Alabama Huntsville, followed by Nova Southeastern versus Dallas Baptist. Following game, Valdosta State versus Hillsdale. The next game, Queens versus Florida Southern. Should be a terrific game, followed by the final game of the event, Northwest Missouri State versus Flagler. And just as a note on that, preseason this year, number one in the country is Northwest Missouri State, number two is Flagler. So we truly have some of the finest teams in the country that will be here participating in 2022. Stuff right there. Really, really excited for this event to come into Polk County in 2022. A lot of really top quality Division II teams yeah. who will be coming into the market as well. That's kind of the big thing, right? They're going to come in. They're going to stay. We're going to help that uh, economic impact while they're in town. And it'll be really good quality basketball to check out the whole time. Yeah, the top two teams, as I mentioned in that little clip there, uh, coming to town and playing each other on that final day. So it'll be cool. As you mentioned, great basketball for uh, people to go and watch. Absolutely. Jenna agrees. Jenna, <laughs> Jenna agrees with that statement. Yeah, no, it sounds, it sounds like a really, really great event with, um, like both of you said, some really, really great teams. <laughs> like, I, I like know. Being... I kind of threw I threw you yeah. there with uh, not a lot of lead in, so I apologize. No, it's all right. Um, and I think, you know, one of the interesting things with this event is the opportunity for um, the opportunity for it to take place in a downtown Lakeland location and also at Florida Southern College. Um, really cool environment in the George Jenkins Fieldhouse, the way that the gym is set up, uh, really low ceiling. So when you get a lot of people in there, it's going to sound fantastic during the event. Any thoughts on that, Jenna? No, I've been in there, um, so I agree. Have you been in there, Buckley? Have you been? Yeah. How many uh, times have you been in I there? have. Well, you know, it's funny because the first, when they mentioned Alabama Huntsville, the, when I went to school there, I think it was my sophomore year, that was the national championship year. Um, so they were able to go ahead and beat Alabama Huntsville. Oh, wow. um, we were able to do a trip up to Indy is where the um, Final Four, yeah. I think Elite Eight, but Final Four was that year. And we were able to go watch a couple of games. I did not go on the trip. I knew people that went on the trip. It was really, really cool, though, to be a part of that process. And I think as we get into 2022, which can't believe it, we're less than a month away from 2022 on another note, um, it'll be really cool as we have some of these marquee events that are starting to come into place. Um, Eric, do you have any any big plans before 2022? Anything we got to get off the 2021 list? Uh, just survive to the end of the year. That's number one on my list. That's good that that's at yep. the top of your list. Yep. That's, good. that's probably good. a priority. Yeah. yeah, it probably should be a priority. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I well, might want to re reevaluate mine. Oh yeah, just yeah. in case. Well, before we go to break, um, we were talking over um, in between the first and second segment about pet peeves. What is everyone's pet peeve? 
heading into the new year? Let's talk about something positive, a pet peeve. Well, is it is it a positive thing? A pet peeve a positive thing? <laughs> no, it's not a positive My thing. My pet peeve is calling pet peeves a positive thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good pet peeve to have. Thank you. Uh, what's your sport pet peeve? Oh, my sport pet peeve. Let me think on this. Can someone else go? Oh, I don't I don't know. That's a good one. My sport pet peeve. I'll, I'll go real quick. I think um, my sport pet peeve is playing um, armchair quarterback the day after a game. Mm. That's a big pet peeve. Um, I think my pet peeve is... <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> Jenna, what's your pet Jenna's peeve? Jenna's got to go. <laughs> Well, I don't know if this is really a pet peeve, but I hate when football players or hockey players fight and they punch each other with helmets on. Oh, That's ah. the dumbest thing ever. You're literally hitting someone with a helmet on. Not a fan of the helmet on punch. No, it, like rip it off and hit him. or it's something. It's self-inflicting like, yeah, at that point. Yeah, because it might hit your own, yeah. hit, hit your own hand. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like, that's so stupid. That's a good one. I've never thought about that one. That's a good what pet about, peeve to have. What uh, about booing, booing at, at, your, at your team? I knew this was going to happen. Oh, I knew yeah. This was Are you really a fan if you boo your own team? We can spend a whole segment on this. I think you are a fan if you boo your own team. You're that you're that dedicated to your team. But if the, if you're booing them and the other team's booing them, who's supporting them? Who do you are? think the players are gonna say, "Oh my gosh, they're booing me. I I really need to get it together." Like you think well, they think, are? They don't already know. I, I've seen it happen. As an Eagles fan, I've seen it happen. Oh, time in and time out. Oh sure, out. yeah. One they boo. Non, we boo them nonstop. One boo and it's I, when like, they won boom. the Super Bowl, we booed. So I mean, it's not okay. Yeah, I think it does help. Eric, real quick, before I know we got to get to break, do you have a sport pet peeve as well? It covers up all the movies on Sunday afternoon. Oh. That is 100% hmm. true. Yeah, football Sunday is just football Sunday. That's Nothing 100% else is on. fact. Nothing no. else to watch, nothing else to do. Well, when we get back, there's been a lot to watch out for on the MLB side. We haven't talked baseball yet. We talked about a lot of the coaching carousel in college, a little bit about high school football as well, but... A lot going on in the MLB, and we have plenty to get to on that. So don't go anywhere. When we come back to segment three, we'll cover your MLB free agency and interesting moves that have happened right here on Sports Central. Talk Radio 96.7. Sports Central back on the radio with the guys from Polk County Sports Marketing and Tourism. Sports Central brought to you by the Cleveland Heights Golf Course. And your host of Sports Central, the only one in the room not playing air drums, is Ryan Buckley. You are correct, Eric. Not playing air drums. I'll let the two next to me do that. Welcome back to Sports Central and Talk Radio 96.7. Cleveland Heights Golf Course in great shape. Great shape. Alex on our team was able to go out there and play, I think, like three weeks ago, and he said it was fantastic. So shout out to Brock and the team over there. They do a great job of keeping that place in tip-top shape over there. <sighs> Can't segue tip-top shape. On the MLB, lot they of are not stuff. in tip-top shape right now. <laughs> lot, no, they are. Wow, no, they are not. Uh, news of the lockout coming. Yeah, uh, really last night, but today um, that the MLB is entering their lockout. A couple different things there that we talked about today during lunch, Jenna, in terms of why that is and why that could be. Revenue share seems to be the big one in terms of the biggest stalemate, which money tends to always be the stalemate in these types of negotiations. But with that. Um, because I think the owners knew it was looming, there were a lot of free agency moves made up till last night. Well, especially for the and yesterday. on the player side too. Like they want to know where they're going to be, where they're going to be living, like their next and this is the next season of life for them. I mean, because you know when the lockout's going to be over, it could be in a couple weeks, it could be like a week before the season starts uh, in February or January, March in that time frame. So well, and it felt like the last two days, it was basically like we had a new deal that like yeah. one of us didn't know about, but we tell the other one. Like I think today we talk about Hunter Renfro 
the Hunter Renfro deal from the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, there was the Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager deal. So it was just a lot that was happening throughout the day, both today and yesterday. So yeah. let's kind of review some of those. There's a lot of really good ones to know about. Jenna, talk about Byron Buxton. So center fielder Byron Buxton and the Minnesota Twins agreed to a seven-year, ten or ten, a uh, hundred million dollar extension. Mm. My apologies to uh, Big Mr. Difference, Buxton. Yeah. No, you're okay. I think one of the one of the bigger moves that came out of this weekend or this weekend, this past week, uh, Robbie Ray going to the Seattle Mariners, a really really good signing there. That's five years, $115 million for the Cy Young yeah, winner. Yeah, the Mariners, they were a couple games out of the playoffs this past season. So getting a Cy Young Award winner, obviously going to help their chances to make in the postseason this six. year. That's a huge, huge move um, for the Mariners on that front. And then another, on the pitching side, stay with the pitching. The Mets um, basically going to the bank and saying, here, take whatever you want for Max Scherzer. Yeah. Uh, three years, $130 million deal. Also agreed to terms with Starling Marte, Mark Canna, Eduardo Escobar. Anyone over the age of 30, really, they're fine with. Uh, that combi- <laughs> reaches nearly $125 million for the Mets. Yeah. It was funny because I was talking, um, I was telling this to Mark, Jenna, but uh, my buddy's a Mets fan. I was at a mm-hmm. wedding with him this past weekend, and he was so excited. And I was like, you know you do this every year. You get really excited about the Mets at the start before a game is played. Then they play, and you could start to see the, okay, we're looking good, we're in first place, and then really about the halfway point trade deadline, it just starts, the wheels fall off, mm-hmm. and they go wrong. So they're in phase one right now. They're getting really excited for the season. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, let's keep it a little more local. Uh, Mark, talk about the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, the Rays, they made a pretty good move as well, adding Corey Kluber, a veteran starting pitcher, to their starting rotation. So um, they've always got a couple of sneaky moves, adding um, some veterans in the top, near the, maybe the end of their career. Uh, but always finding some success um, in Tampa, and then even more for Lakeland, the Detroit Tigers. Uh, you know their spring trainings here in Lakeland. They made a pretty strong move, adding shortstop Javier Baez with a seven-year, hundred forty million dollar contract. So um, good addition to them, adding some another piece in their infield. Obviously, they have some young starting pitching there, uh, some top prospects coming up. So it'll be an exciting time, and uh, in Tiger Town here in Lakeland. Absolutely, yeah, really good signing for them. And you, you go back to the Corey Kluber signing as well. Actually had a fairly good year with the Yankees. Just a couple injuries that really slowed him down during the year, but perfect game last year as well. Yeah. Um, so he de- did not have a bad year at all. Injuries kind of slowed him down. Uh, speaking of Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Bucks really uh, difficult game they had this week against the Colts, the red hot Indianapolis Colts, as a matter of fact. So that was a really exciting game to watch. Jenna, how did the Bucks do? So the Bucks, who are currently eight and three, scored a late touchdown to beat the Indianapolis Colts, thirty-eight to thirty-one. Leonard Fournette scored four touchdowns in the win. The Bucks play the Falcons this week. Wow, he could not stop four touchdowns. That's four how touchdowns. I felt in the Ohio State Michigan game. They let, just let Henderson score five. Yeah. Well, and that was honestly it was a tough game because the first three possessions for the Bucks it was a punt, an interception, and then a punt, and then I think oh. they capped the fourth one off of the fumble. So they actually stumbled out of the gate a little bit, mm. oh. and uh, it looked like Indy was kind of in the driver's seat for most of the first quarter and part of the first half. But Tom Brady and, and Co. took over. Um, being a, a team that does not take over, the Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> they lose a twenty-one to fourteen matchup with the Atlanta Falcons. Trevor Lawrence throwing for two twenty-eight and one touchdown. It gets more difficult for them. They're going to go to L.A. to play the Rams this week out in Los Angeles. Jeez. Mark, the Dolphins, not a lot of people talking about them for some reason. I think because the Patriots are doing so well in their division. Yeah. Five and seven in four straight wins. Yeah. It's insane. It came out of nowhere. Just when you thought the Dolphins were, you know, maybe heading for another top draft pick in the next draft, um, 
they're yeah, as you mentioned, one four straight. They're five and seven. This past week they beat the Carolina Panthers thirty three to ten, probably the most convincing win of their season so far. And rookie wideout Jen Waddle caught nine passes for 137 yards and one touchdown. Everything you want out of a top 10 pick, especially in the wideout position. Um, they'll look to extend their win streak to six games against New York Giants this week. So another good opportunity for a win for the Dolphins. Huge opportunity for the Dolphins uh, this upcoming week. Basketball, uh, really quickly here from the Orlando Magic side. They improved to 5-18, and 18, so really strong out of here the gate for them. <laughs> yeah, watch out. Objects in rear view closer <laughs> than they appear. Uh, they beat the Denver Nuggets last night. Uh, in a rematch against Aaron Gordon, former Orlando Magic player. Um, Cole Anthony, again, really playing very consistent for the team. 24 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Young roster, so obviously in rebuilding. Feels like we're in rebuilding phase every year, but in rebuilding phase this year with a lot of young core and young talent. Other side, Miami Heat, kind of in a different scenario. 13-9 to start the year. Uh, Lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers last night. They visit the Pacers tomorrow. Um, really unfortunate news out of there, though. Bam Adebayo, who had a really good start to the year, is out for at least a month with thumb surgery. Um, he was averaging 18 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists. Anyone averaging a double-double during the season is a pretty integral yeah, player. You don't want to lose um, him. They're going to be really tough. And they're sitting right now fifth in the conference. Um, Jenna, talk about the NHL side. So looking at the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are currently 12-5-3, and um, they played um, on Monday when they beat the New York Islanders 4-1 to defenseman Victor Hedman. Um, assisted two goals in the win. The Lightning um, next play later this evening against the Philadelphia Flyers. Sorry about that. That's okay. I That might be old. Um, the only reason I know that is because I'm an Islanders fan. Yeah. And um, Islanders haven't played in the past couple of days because they have like eight people that have had COVID. Mm. So anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. They, the schedule's been kind of interesting on the NHL side. The team that I think, again, I've said this every year, is going to be, not every year, I said this every week we've had you say radio. say every single year? Every year I say it until someone believes it. <laughs> every week I've said this, but the team to beat this year is the Florida Panthers. They well, now are, I'm really confused. They are 15-4-3, and three, 33 points for them. Hot start out of the gate, a plus 22 goal differential, which is top in the league right now, outside of the Calgary Flames, which have 29. Um, they are playing Phenomenal hockey in a very tough division. Um, so more to see what will come of the two Florida teams. And then one last update. I'm a big Manchester United fan. Big Manchester United fan. Huge 3-2 win just went final against Arsenal. Cristiano Ronaldo goes 800-801 with the penalty kick winner in, what was it, it's about the 79th minute or 69th minute, somewhere around there. Um, so amazing win What's for them. What does 800-801 mean? What is that? Goals. Goals. I said oh, goals, oh, okay. Wow, that's oh, yeah. impressive. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then Bruno Fernandez with a goal in his 100th game. So nice. just a mm-hmm. lot of good stuff coming out of Manchester. As you know, we're very affiliated with Manchester. Um, so, yeah, and here in Polk County. Uh-huh. <laughs> but when we come back, we will bring it more back toward Polk County. We'll give you a local sports update and some big events that are coming up both this weekend. Wow, this is very peaceful, Eric. Both this weekend and next. So stick around to Sports Central and Talk Radio 96.7. Hey, we're talking sports right now. Sports Central Talk Radio 96.7. And this next segment brought to you by Office Furniture Depot. In the sports chairs are Mark, Ryan, and Jenna. Thank you, Eric, and welcome back to Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7. Ryan Buckley, Jenna Kidd, Mark McCullum. Guys, we're getting close to Christmas parade time. Not too, I can feel it. Not too much. Yeah, you There's can feel a chill it. in the air. I, I tell you what, coming in, the route I took, because I got stuck on the back road over here and had to go all the way around. We were talking about this on the phone. and 
the amount of chairs that are just lined up. Yeah. It is a lot. And you were talking about over break. I mean, people were sitting out there at around 4 p.m. today. Easily. Uh, getting ready for this. I've never been. Well, you know, what? You've mm-hmm. never been? Nope. Oh, you should go. You're wow. already here. You know what's Maybe. crazy? With uh, <laughs> well, At 4 o'clock, that's when we saw them. They yeah. were probably out there earlier. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's it's crazy to think. Um, but a lot of local events, like the Christmas parade that happened, and plenty of other local events as well. But plenty. we'll get to them in a second. First, <laughs> we'll talk about our two professional teams that are playing right now in market. First being the Lakeland Magic. Mark, what is going on with the basketball Lakeland Magic? Yeah, the Magic had a bit of a break uh, over Thanksgiving. They returned to action this week with two games in Memphis against the Hustle. Uh, Ignis Brasdikas leads the Magic with 25 points per game and 4.5 assists per game. Uh, they return to Lakeland on December 14th when they host the Austin Spurs. It's a promotional night. You come out and get a Devin Candidate bobblehead. Ooh. So, there you go. Bobblehead. Enticing, enticing bobbleheads are out. fun. Yeah. Bobbleheads are a lot how they, of fun. How they bobble around, you know? Yeah, hence the term bobblehead. You're correct. Oh, I'm that, actually mm-hmm. going to that game. Super excited. Wow. Oh, good for you. You're going to get a bobblehead. Yeah. Taking awesome. some friends. They, they're they new. They're new to Lakeland, so they wanted to go to a game. So I was like, hey, That's cool. Go. That'll nice. be a lot of fun. And listen, Jenna and her friends are not the only one that can go to the game. Anyone can go. <laughs> yeah. So feel free to go to the um Yeah, please share, RP... share some seats, Jenna. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. Sorry to interrupt you. It's okay. It's okay. It's not a pet peeve of mine, so no problem. Uh, you can visit the <laughs> RP Funding Center website, Lakeland Magic website, to find out more about how to get tickets for the game games that are coming up in December. Um, in addition, not only are the Lakeland Magic playing in December, the Florida Tropics are back. They're playing in December. Their first game is this weekend against the Baltimore Blast. Then they will finally return to the RP Funding Center Saturday, December 18th, when they take on the Ontario Fury. We mentioned this the last time on uh, the last program, but tickets are a little bit different this year with the Tropics. They're doing what's called the Tropics Blitz, which means there are general admission seats that are complimentary. The only thing you pay for is parking. Uh, So if it's just you going to the game by yourself, it's $10. Hey, if all three of us go to the game, it's just $20 for the car. Oh, wow. If you have eight or more, it's $30 for the car. Okay. Um, so really interesting model that they're using there, but very affordable fun night out for the Tropics. Same thing for tickets there. RP Funding Center is going to be your website that you go to in order to buy those tickets or visit the Florida Tropics official website for more information. Have you guys been to those games, the indoor games? I, I haven't love yet. them. I oh, they're yet. fantastic. I, I've been to one, and it brings me back to, uh, like you guys all know, from up north, you obviously you can't play soccer outside in the winter, mm. so you play indoor, and that was the best. It was like a mix of hockey and soccer. You just check people on the boards. It was it was amazing. <laughs> it is. It is. It is like yeah, a hockey. That's the best way to describe it. It's mm-hmm. it's really fast paced action. Mm-hmm. Don't think soccer when you watch this sport. Really? No, it's, on, yeah. it's on a very it's on a smaller field, so the ball's moving a lot faster on turf. Interesting. And, yeah. How many, the, changes. how many are in the field at one time? No, they do like five. Five. I think okay. yeah. I think it's five v five. Cool. I mm-hmm. ended with a goalie, so six. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really fun to watch. Very fast paced, a lot of quick ball movement. It's it's very fun to yeah. watch. Um so yeah, so that's coming up in December. And then from a local update, let's stick with the colleges for a second, and then we'll jump up to your upcoming Poe County events. Mark, talk about your alma mater, Southeastern University. Yeah, so for the second time this season, Riley Minix was named the Sun Conference Men's Basketball Player of the Week. Uh, he was a crucial component of the Fires' uh, 74-70 victory over Union College on Sunday after dropping a season-high 35 points and 10 rebounds for his fifth double-double of the season. Uh, Minix and the Fire play Weber International and Warner this week in Sun Conference action. Ooh, so a little Southeastern versus Weber. Watch out. Look out. Speaking of Weber, Jenna, give us an update on your alma mater. 
So looking ahead to baseball season, um, Weber International pitcher Ray Rodriguez um, was named the NAI preseason baseball all onto on sorry the NAI preseason baseball All American team. He finished last season with a 2.24 ERA with 71 strikeouts and 52.1 innings pitched. They opened their 2022 campaign on January 28th against Florida National. Fantastic stuff there. Congrats to uh, Ray Rodriguez on receiving that honor. Uh, Mark, what about Warner University? Yeah, their basketball team continues to start fast this season, improving to 8-1 and one, uh, with their 65-47 win over Carolina University. Guard Joseph Martz paced the Royals with 18 points, converting on four of his nine three-point attempts. Uh, next up for Warner, they host Kaiser Seahawks tonight at 7.30. Awesome. Russell Wilson on that team, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Jenna, talk about Polk <laughs> wrong, State. Wrong Seahawks there. Wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I read that too fast. Russell will not be there. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Polk State's men's basketball team has started their season um, with a 5-3 and three record. Quentin Flood led Polk State to their 79-70 to win over Gulf, Gulf Coast State College. He told 21 points thanks to a perfect 4-4 four for four from the field. Their next game is tomorrow night against Pensacola State College at 6.30. It's so funny. We talked about this last week. It was a similar stat line where someone had, it was 28 points, but they went like 3 for 3 or 5 for 5 from the field. And I was like, that is a lot of free throws that that person must have hit. <laughs> yeah. Like, because think, I mean, even if, let's say, they probably weren't all three-pointers, but if they were, that's 12 points. There's nine free throws yeah. that are being attempted, mm-hmm. minimum. That's crazy. Nine, Wow. Florida Southern women's basketball team wins their second straight game of the season last night against Florida Tech. They beat the Panthers 81-62 to with Whitney Jacob uh, leading all scores with 19 points, while nine other mocks got in the scoring column for a total of 10 mocks in the scoring column. They host Palm Beach Atlantic Saturday at 5.30 p.m. Well, guys, I know we want to get out of here, get to the Christmas parade. Eric, I know you want to get a good spot for the parade as well. Let's get you updated on some of the local events that are coming up. Uh, talk this weekend. We got a lot going on this weekend. It's a busy weekend. Really busy. Mark, talk about what's going on over at Lake Myrtle. Yeah, so the Florida Next Gen Championship, uh, it's a prospect wire um, tournament going on. It's baseball at Lake Myrtle Sports Complex and Channel Lakes in Winter Haven uh, from December 3rd to the 5th. Excellent. And then Jenna, Florida Elite hosting two events this upcoming weekend. Yes, so Florida Elite first will have their Elite uh, Epsi Awards. Um, that's going to be at the RP Funding Center on December 4th. And then they're going to have their Florida Elite Foop Super Bowl, um, and that is December 5th, um, yeah, with 455 participants. <laughs> Epsi, sometimes pronounced Espy. As ah! well as the other. <laughs> yes, Espy. <laughs> the Espy Awards. Ah. The Espy Awards. I'm going to call it the Epsi Awards. I like that. It's even better. Yep. Um, and then Freedom Adult Softball also playing this upcoming weekend at Southwest Softball Complex. Also, Florida Half Century Softball taking place at Auburndale Softball Complex, Diamond Plex out in Winter Haven, Noise Park in Mulberry, and Walker Road in Lakeland. Mark, there's another softball event as well this weekend. Lots of softball. softball, Lots of softball. Yeah, USFA, the United States Fast Pitch Association, uh, their state championship happening December 4th through the 5th at the Bartow Softball Complex and the Christina Softball Complex. And Jenna, I know how much we love soccer. So big, big soccer event coming up this weekend as well. Yep, we have the FYSA Futures Cup, December 4th through the 5th, and this is a soccer tournament held out at Lake Myrtle Sports Complex. And then finally, the AAU Tackle Football National Championships, December 6th through the 10th, taking place at Northeast Regional Park in Davenport. Plenty of quality events that you can go to, and we only rattled off a small sample size of them. If you want to find out about more events going on in the county, 
please visit www.centralfloridasports.com and also be sure to check out visitcentralflorida.org. If you want to call and tell us your pet peeve, give us a call at the office, 863-551-4750. For all of us, Mark, Jenna, Ryan, Eric, enjoy the parade if you're there tonight. If not, have a great, safe night, and we will see you next week right here on Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7.